Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. Hi, hello, and I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks for joining me today on the podcast. You can find it most everywhere. You get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, of course, right there on the front page of the WDBO app. And I invite you to join me every single weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News from Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Be sure to stream us right there in the WDBO app. All right, the border, American service members being killed in Jordan and swatting. Those are just some of the topics up for discussion today with U.S. Senator Rick Scott. Here's that chat now with the senator. I wanted to start out by asking you about this nonsense going on and and it's nonsense that has touched your life and that is swatting because earlier this week here in Central Florida, Seminole County Sheriff's Office announced that they had this 17-year-old moron extradited from California. He's charged with swatting a local mosque. He's one of the few that's actually caught doing this stuff, Senator. I know your home in Naples was swatted over Christmas time. Thankfully, you were not there. But what are your thoughts about this wave of, of idiots calling police to where they send massive amounts of officers to a particular home? This is potentially deadly stuff here, Senator. What their goal is for somebody to get shot. So like what they did at my house is we were we were just starting to drive home from uh, we had gone to a dinner that night and somebody called and said they were you know, they were holding somebody in the house hostage. So what law enforcement has to do, if they don't know what's going on inside the house, then they don't have a choice but to break in. So here's what happens. If they can't get a hold of you and you're in your house and somebody's breaking in, if you have a if you have a gun, you might have a gunfight with the, the with the law enforcement and so somebody's probably gonna get killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, you're you you're gonna be terrorized. So that's their goal. Their goal is to harm somebody. They've done it against elected officials. They've done it against Jewish institutions. You said they just did it to a mosque. I mean, this is despicable that people are doing this. So I have a bill uh, that would increase the penalties if anybody's harmed. It would be a felony. You'll go to prison for quite a while. Uh, So this has got to stop on top of the fact it does bad things to them. Think about this. It wastes resources of law enforcement. It puts their lives at risk. And so what if something else was happening and law enforcement's doing this rather than protecting the child? So you, you, this is all bad. And so I'm glad this person was caught. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope they're prosecuted to the fullest of the law. And what I'm doing is making sure we have uh, a law that makes sure they go away for, go away for a long time because their goal is to they want harm for somebody. 
Yeah. Well, this 17-year-old from California extradited to Central Florida, like you said, he's the exception, not the rule. Most of these morons get away with this stuff, which, again, could prove to be deadly. All right. Let's talk about this border deal floating around Congress. I know you're a part of a growing group of Senate Republicans, Senator, who have voiced opposition to this deal, whatever the deal is, as the details were kind of leaked last week. And one of the details that we found out about is the 5,000 migrants being allowed to come into the U.S per day, which I I can't believe is in this deal. But nonetheless, what is your take on this border deal being hammered out? Because the, uh, you know, even the Speaker of the House said it's it's dead on arrival here. What, What are your thoughts about it? I don't know anybody that doesn't want a secure border. So we've had in the last three years since Biden got elected, over 8 million people have come into our country unvetted. Drugs, human traffickers, criminals, terrorists, and there's some good people that have come in. They should come in here legally. So the border could be secure. When Trump left office, the border was secure. Under the existing laws, Biden could have a secure border. He's decided to have a lawless administration and to have and open the border. So we don't actually need a bill. What we need is a president that wants to enforce our existing border laws. So we haven't seen any of the texts. They keep talking about this. But here's what we do know. What we do know is that just history, um, McConnell and Schumer get together and they give us a bill at the last minute. I'll keep telling we're working hard. They give us a bill and they expect to vote on, vote on it within hours. That's wrong. Number two is McConnell's taken off the table and said we are not going to put in there anything uh, that would force Biden to secure the border today, such as we're not going to um, say, oh, we're not going to give the Ukraine aid every month until we know the border is secure. Uh, so he, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to have any accountability. We know Biden's lawless. So that means we will not have any accountability until we get a president, which I, I hope and believe we're going to have next year. And why would we pass something? Why would Republicans vote on something that the Republican Speaker of the House has said is dead on arrival in the House? Why wouldn't we say we're going to work with our Republican colleagues in the House to do something? So we need to secure the border today. Not in five years. We can secure the border today. Trump did it. Biden should do it. Well, wait a minute now, Senator. I mean, Joe Biden says he would shut down the border right now, like today, ASAP, if he had the tools. I mean, I'm just wondering, like, for a friend, what tools does Biden not have that Trump had, Senator? He doesn't need any. No. Think about it. He stopped catch and release. He gave parole authority, which is not there's no there's no statutory right to give blanket parole authority. He stopped building the wall. There's, when are we going to start talking about building the wall again? Um, you know, he he has expedited removal authority today. Uh, he's not using it. So every tool that Trump used, he's not using, uh, and it's intentional. He wants a, he wants an open border. And by the way, Mayorkas is a complete liar. Biden's a complete liar. America's comes and says that the border is secure. What a lie. Biden is just lying. He doesn't need anything. He just he needs the will to do his job. You mentioned Mayorkas. Uh, he may be impeached in the House. Odds are that he will not be convicted in the Senate where you are. Well, what are your thoughts about what's going on in the House with Mayorkas here, Senator? He should resign. What he should do. He's an embarrassment. Um, if you look at if you look at uh, what he's done, he's violated the law. He doesn't comply with the law. It's a dereliction of duty. He's lied to Congress. He ought to be impeached. Um, but, they, but to save us all a lot of time, he, you know, he ought to just resign. He's done such a bad job. I mean, look at this border. Um, and, he, and he's done it. Uh, he's been in charge. So um, if they do it, um, we'll, we'll take it up in the Senate. I think it'll be to get Democrats to vote for it because they, all, they, they believe the border 
should be open. What I don't get is, don't they have kids to worry about and daughters and, and grandkids that are they're worried about fentanyl killing them or human traffickers or criminals or terrorists? I guess they, they don't think it impacts any Democrat. Well, here we are on Thursday morning, Senator. Uh, last Sunday, those three American service members were killed by an Iranian proxy group there in northeastern Jordan. No response as of yet from this administration that we know of. The president says he knows what he's going to do. What do you make of the lack of action, at least so far, from this White House as to what happened on Sunday? He's hoping for another, you know, media uh, cycle that people forget about it. I mean, in my lifetime, probably besides Carter, Biden's the weakest person that's ever been in the White House since I've been alive. People punch him in the face and he says, hey, can we have lunch? I mean, the guy's an idiot. He doesn't have any idea. His foreign policy is a complete disaster. Look at the world. I mean, Russia, Russia's invaded Ukraine. China's threatening Taiwan. Uh, we got, you know, Iran helping uh, Houthis. They're shooting at our men and women. We're losing. We lost this, on top of the people we lost the other day. We lost two SEALs, uh, what, last week, uh, two weeks ago. I mean, this is, I mean, we're losing Americans. I mean, and this president doesn't even talk about the fact that we have hostages, American hostages uh, being held by Hamas. He doesn't even talk about it. I, I'm surprised if he even knows who they are. Do we know anything about these so-called, they were secretive military bases un, until the other day. Uh, they're all over the Middle East. Can you uh, give us some insight I- as to what these soldiers are actually doing on these secretive military bases there in, in, in the region? Well, what, we, what we're trying to stop terrorists. Um, we, you know, unfortunately, the Middle East is a hotbed for terrorists that want to destroy our way of life. And we're trying to make sure terrorists don't, you know, impact Americans. But on top of that, we're, you know, we're trying to make sure the world's safer, whether that's um, in for Israel, whether that's for Europe. Um, and and what's important is, you know, we have we have a significant worldwide problem. Every freedom-loving person in the world, every government is going to have to start getting together and saying we're going to have to pick our friends and understand who our enemies are. China has decided to be our enemy. Russia's our enemy. Iran's our enemy. North Korea's our enemy. Cuba's our enemy. So we have to understand we have enemies, right? They want to destroy our way of life. We're not going to, they're not going to get better by us saying, hey, let's have lunch. So we, we have we have got to, if we help to continue to help them build their economy, like I tell people, why in God's green earth would you buy anything made in communist China that wants to destroy your way of life? Don't buy anything from China. Nothing. They, they're trying to, they're killing us with fentanyl. They're helping Russia. They, they, you know, they help Iran, you know, which, which helps the Houthis and Hezbollah and Hamas. So we all have to so wake up. Americans have to wake up and understand this is a dangerous world we live in. There's people that want to harm us. They want to harm your family, kill your kids. This, that's, that's where we live today. And we have a weak president that doesn't know how to defend this country. we got to be able to protect our people a heck of a lot better than we're doing right now over there. I mean, how do we not know, Senator, how do we not know that the drone with explosives that killed those three American servicemen, how do we know that that drone is a foreign drone? Like, it was suspected to be an American drone. It was a foreign drone. How do we not know that, Senator? Well, unfortunately, in war... All right. And, and you look at we're at war. Unfortunately, in war, people make mistakes. And so the, re, the way you stop this is you stop Iran from doing what they're doing. Right. And the way it starts with it's look, everybody wants right now to go do the most aggressive thing to Iran. Iran's able to do this because this administration has allowed them to have a lot of money. We've given them money. We've allowed we've reduced the sanctions. Um, we've allowed them to sell oil. Uh, we've turned a blind eye to 
you know, all of our sanctions that we, we put in place. And now they have the money to go do bad things. America has got to be the leader. And if we don't stop from them from having resources, which that's what Trump did when he left office, Iran didn't have any money. Biden allowed Iran to have the money to give to Houthis and Hezbollah and Hamas. That's what that's what Biden did. And so we we have to start with saying, okay, this is a we have to have an overall plan to destroy Iran's economy. That's what we have to do. If we don't destroy their economy, we will never win. Thanks to U.S. Senator Rick Scott from the great state of Florida for the conversation on the Inez Says podcast. That's going to wrap it up for today. Join me on the radio every weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.